Hubhopper Originals. Hello friends, welcome to the podcast Executive Mom Stories. This is not an ordinary business podcast, but this show is with ordinary people who are making an extraordinary efforts, the working moms who are juggling to keep a balance at work and home. Today on Executive Mom Stories, Shrushti Rao. My husband can't make rotis. Right. Uh, to even save his life. So I think that will be his <laughs> He can cook everything else but uh, for rotis. Okay. So when I would be away, he would be feeding my child uh, rice or bread. Dalia, Sichdi, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. <laughs> Mother of nine-year-old boy, Shrushti Rao is a well-known artist and writer. Shrushti was awarded the Bharat Nirman Award for her contribution in art in 2015. She has founded two companies as well. Currently, Shrushti is working as Associate Vice President Communications at IKS Hill. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi Shrushti. Good afternoon and welcome yes. to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, last time when we tried to have this conversation, you had to run for covid case right in your office complex there was some situation and being the in charge you had to run so how situation has evolved after that okay the last time we were planning to do this uh, apparently um, uh, about 3 or 4 weeks ago there uh, there was a case uh, in the uh, complex uh, where we have uh, two of our offices uh but the case was in another uh, office it was not in our office it was just in there and uh, with regard to that we had to evacuate uh, our people and then make sure that they operate out of another office which was safe to operate from and that was the reason why uh, you know everybody was busy doing uh, making sure that that transition happens so we are almost uh, in for one month in it now how the transition has been for you uh so the transition was uh, pretty smooth there after although we yeah, are in the back end there was a lot of work involved uh in fact we made sure that uh, the following week uh, we start sending our people for work from home and <clears throat> even before the uh, uh government ordered the lockdown we had the opposition Sales in terms of having 100% of our workforce work from home. So before the lockdown was announced, all our people were um, told that they don't need to come to office. Most of them had their systems and things like that because uh, we work in uh, the healthcare solutions uh, industry, right. and uh, it becomes a little uh, complicated to make sure uh, that our people are able to work from home. Um, so there is. Uh, systems involved and things like that so uh, i'm not at the liberty of discussing a lot of our, how it was done operationally but we made sure that uh, 100% of our uh, workforce was enabled to work from home and personally for you how this has been like working from home not uh, even going outside for one or two times even in a day how it has been for you so uh, personally for me uh, it hasn't been very difficult uh, if i may say because um as far as working from home is concerned i have done that in my previous roles and i have done that for extended periods as well so um that was comfortable i also have a working office from in my house 
okay. uh, which also doubles up as my uh, art studio. Uh, so I have a working office. I have an art studio inside the house. Um, so that way, I have dedicated space. I have all the uh, bandwidth materials required to be fully functional from home. So that wasn't an issue. Um, uh, people, I I understand people are struggling with the, not having domestic help. Uh, uh, it was, I think, uh, a struggle in in the first one or two days, but uh, eventually, you know, easy to do it. Uh, my husband, of course, helps a lot around the house, uh, and uh, together we are able to do most of the chores. Uh, and since my mother lives with us, you know, she. Uh, taken a lead in in the kitchen, and uh, you know, both between my husband and I, we do the household chores. Good. So even you are very active regarding this part on Twitter also. When for a break, it's Jaru time, or it's uh, sort of those instances you are sharing. Sure, sure. So uh, you know, it invariably happens that between uh, if, if there is some space between two uh, meetings, I may be dusting. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, so that, that has become the new norm. You know, um, there is there is like ten minutes between two meetings. So uh, can you kind of dust a few surfaces yes. or rearrange your house, uh, or probably uh, you know sometimes I also help out in the kitchen. So like make make a few rotis right. <laughs> before two meetings. So you know that, that this has kind of become the new norm now in the right. last one month. Right. Uh, that you 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 finish a meeting, you go to the kitchen, you only make two rotis, you come out, do another meeting, <laughs> then you come out. So uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting, and uh, I think at the same time, you know, it was important for uh, it shouldn't have been like this, but it was important for all of us to get a reality check about uh, what's important in life and and where we are, and then. Um, you know, uh, be grateful for what we have otherwise. Also. Yeah, it may be because we human beings were not uh, going to do this reality check, as you said. So nature decided to do it. It has done it in a very peculiar way when everyone is inside and nature is enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if we um, want to look at the bright side of it or the silver lining in what. Uh, the whole pandemic has uh, served us. Um, I would say that uh, I just hope we didn't have to lose many people in the whole process. Right. Um, but uh, uh, it has taught us to uh, value our families, value our homes, uh, spend more time with our loved ones. Uh, I think, um, uh, you know, as a silver lining, it has also given us uh, uh, parents, uh, working parents, an opportunity to reconnect with their children. Right. Uh, because uh, today, with both the parents working full time, um, we invariably uh, leave less time for our children. Although uh, I know I'm, I, I've been, I've always been a working mother. I have always tried my best to give him more time, uh, but it's so that. Uh, you just you just can't give so much, uh, and beyond that you can't. 
So uh, this is the only silver lining I see that uh, parents are with their children every day, 24 by 7, reconnecting, uh, knowing uh, each other better, knowing each other uh, again. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's worked out beautifully. Yes. So you are wearing many hats. An artist, an author, communication specialist have founded two companies also. So how yes. are you doing that and how this journey has unfolded for you? I'm educated in, in the field of fine arts. Um, so I graduated in fine arts. I always knew I wanted to be an artist. Uh, and that's what I studied for. Uh, but then eventually, you know what, we all have to pay our bills. <laughs> so, right. um, I went on to take up a job in an advertising agency. And um, I, uh, in fact, um, you know, I started my career, of course, from the film industry where I joined the art uh, direction teams and I worked in some uh, very, very uh, prominent projects and got to learn a lot from there. But when I started in the film industry, it wasn't very organized. As I said, it was just a means to an end because I, I wanted to be able to pay my bills because at the end of it, I would always identify myself as an artist. Um, so uh, uh, thereafter, I joined an advertising agency in, in the creative team. But then I was um, within the company transferred into marketing, and that's where my journey as a marketing, then marketing communication and a communication professional happened. Um, and and uh, you know that's what the journey has been. Uh, and then I have uh, co-founded Penmindu Communications, which uh, uh, is a branding agency. Um, and then uh, now the agency is being run by my husband. I've gone gone back to corporate uh, okay. work, uh, and at the moment I uh, head uh, India PR and internal communication for a healthcare solution company in Mumbai. You are a communication specialist, and yes. you must be interacting with many national as well as international clients. So. But at home, what is your communication style with your son? Specifically, when he is cranky, not ready to listen anything. So, how do you separate these two communication styles? Um, so, you know, one one communication style that is uh, that that runs with me throughout, uh, whether it is at work or at home or um, the way I would deal uh, professionally uh, with the communication at hand is being assertive. Uh, I don't believe in aggressive at all. Uh, and it will be counterintuitive when you talk about children. Right, uh, right. They do not respond to aggression uh, at all. Because, you, you know, I, I wouldn't want my child to be scared of me. I would want my child to understand uh, my point of view. So, uh, being assertive not only uh, puts your point across uh, clearly, but being assertive also uh, means that you mean business you know, without really being aggressive towards it. So, um, with children, I would believe, uh, so as I said, that being assertive is my standard style of communication. But, uh, uh, and that's how I am with my child when, uh, um, you know, disciplining him or teaching him something is concerned. 
but otherwise uh, the style of communication will change from situation to situation right sometimes you re- really want to uh, handle them with kid gloves and uh, be really uh, loving in what you want to talk about uh, it is also uh, communication is a lot about listening it is not just about uh, talking uh, right putting across yeah, yes. yeah putting across your point um so i think one of the uh, main talents of communication is to listen are you listening to your children enough are you trying to uh, understand uh, their struggles are you trying to understand why they are doing what they are doing um so i think that the moment you understand that you would know how to communicate as well so uh, you have to come to their level and understand it what is the message behind their demand or what is their concerns so you sure. have you have to come to their uh, level also uh, i i believe that uh, you needn't always speak to a child like their child you know right uh, there are a lot of times when if you speak with them like their adults they would listen more because they know that you are uh, in trust and uh, they would uh, show that trust back to you and uh, um, of course they'll try to understand what you're trying to feel right so your son is 9 years old now and by this time he may have developed some interest in particular things how have yeah. you shaped that or was it independent uh he is a creative child for sure uh he keeps uh, creating things um on so, his own so that line is he has taken from his mother right uh i i believe so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh i you know this is just his interest so i do fuel in his interest i do uh, try to teach him new things about uh painting sketching i encourage him but i think it is every individual's journey to understand what they want to do eventually um and uh, he understands that too because uh, like now i am doing uh, this uh, podcast with you right. and when i am doing this and he knows that mama is on a podcast and he should come outside and talk so he's busy playing his lego there also he so he likes this how to train your dragon show uh and he's just creating dragons out of lego so uh, i mean he keeps doing these creative things not necessarily painting but other creative things also and uh, uh, my whole uh, idea is to um encourage him in in that and then let him find his own own comfort what he wants to do so reaching to this time or this stage when you are just uh, giving him direction till now mm. what had been your greatest motherhood challenge and how did you overcome that my greatest motherhood challenge um so um for a year after my child was born i had particularly told my company that i will not uh, travel etc because i was nursing as well okay so uh, i think the greatest motherhood challenge was when i started traveling uh, again so to be away from him uh, would have been my greatest challenge because uh, you know being away from him for those 9 hours 10 hours uh, 12 hours in a day or 14 hours in a day i know i'm going to come back home and cuddle him at night uh, but when that doesn't happen that that is still still very challenging um and yeah 
that has been being away uh, traveling often for work has been my greatest challenge so during during those times how did you kept a system at home so that he is well taken care and he is not uh, that much feeling lonely what were the systems you put in place yeah so uh, what we have done between uh, my husband and i is uh, not to put a habit that one of the parent will do one thing uh, you know like only mama gives food or only mama bathes me or so there is nothing that is particular to one parent both of us do everything for him so and both of us travel so when he's traveling i'm taking care of uh, everything for my child and when i'm traveling he's taking care of everything right from food to bathing to getting him ready for school to homework to sending him to school so uh, the mechanism in place is that both of us do everything uh, for him and he is not dependent on one parent for any one need um, and it was very important for us to devise that from the beginning uh so that uh, you know uh, at times what happens just because of the sheer love of parents um uh, children develop this habit that uh, i want only mama to sleep you know or i want only daddy to sleep it can be either of the parent but that is something we can do with him uh so both of us uh, in turn even when we were around we would bathe him in turn we would feed him in turn we would take him to sleep in the bedroom so he was used to either of us being around so he's okay with when either of us uh, are around and in fact now last year for the first time uh, we left him uh, with the grandmother and he was comfortable there as well so we were trying to make him independent in terms of um, able to take care of himself in uh whatever uh, you know two three people in the family we we trying to make him comfortable in that atmosphere so so when you both of you were trying to be multidisciplinary i may say in terms of handling a child yeah. you you learning a husband's job or husband learning wife's job some some of the task hmm. so what what was the most difficult task for you and what was the most difficult task for your husband to learn from the other side i'm thinking because i'm never here to talk because um, when you when you said that uh, both of you can act as father and mother also yes. both of them yes. so when you yeah. when you have to change the track so you, there must be some difficulty so what were those yeah, so i so what i struggled with i cannot be wwf with him you know it it hurt right the physical compact which would be my challenge and uh, my husband can't make rotis right uh, to even save his life so i think that will be <laughs> he can cook everything else but yeah. for rotis so Okay. So when I would be away, he would be feeding my child uh, rice or bread. Yeah, dalia, dalia, khichdi, uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. <laughs> he can cook brilliantly and he can cook everything, but rotis. And I think he made the biggest challenge was to have any kind of physical uh, sport or game. Uh, game basically sports i can play with him. i can play basketball football mm-hmm. uh, all of that but uh, you know the wwf kind of game right. uh, that usually fathers are playing <laughs> that is something that i can't do at all i think otherwise we are pretty tough 
जस्ट रोटी और राउंड रोटीज ही वॉज स्पेसिफिकली रोटी रोटी फोबिया ही है he has rotisserie for sure <laughs> <laughs> and you know what uh, probably he doesn't need it also because my husband is south indian so he grown up on rice so he can his, he, he himself can manage without that yes yeah yeah he can he can yeah. absolutely so as he a, makes very good dosas <laughs> definitely <laughs> so as a contemporary artist and with your unique style of linism how do you bring your thoughts in a, in a painting how it translates um so essentially uh, it just happens uh, if i'm sitting i would uh, um the days i want to paint i would just keep a blank canvas in front of me and stare at it for a couple hours and then it just happens you know uh, the painting just comes to me and i just paint it uh, the painting uh, may stem from a phase or thought or emotion that i'm going through at that point of time uh or uh, because most of my work could be something uh it is it is not just for the visual value of it uh it has a thought behind it so at that point in time whatever i'm thinking or uh, whatever i'm facing in life probably um that's what translates on the canvas so exactly i wanted to know about those thoughts those are some instant thoughts as you said uh, you would stare at it for one or two hours mm-hmm. or are these some long back thoughts which you developed discussed brainstormed within yourself what is that process uh, i so uh, i can't i can't really explain can i <laughs> um no i definitely brainstorm i just so uh, you know uh, as in just one can visualize their thought uh, i don't know how things to non artistic people but we see our thoughts in visuals um and um i being a symmetric abstractionist i usually uh, even visualize my thoughts in in, in my paintings you know the paintings that you see is how i visualize my thoughts uh and then i paint them so um it's difficult for me to explain okay um but it just happens you know after i have painted i could probably explain to you what i have painted in particular if you ask me about a work uh, but the whole process is very intrinsic uh, for me to even break it down to you okay so your paintings carry a message and by that message or by that uh, painting which one would classify as your favorite one you are asking someone to choose between their children so which is next to impossible um i don't know my my work is constantly evolving uh, i may not like what i have painted like a couple years ago or a few years ago or i may still hold it very dear because um of the that went behind it Uh, but there is not one particular painting that i can actually put my finger on and say that this is uh, 
my favorite work of what I have done. You know, very difficult to do that. Very, very difficult to do that. Um, because uh, it's constantly evolving. The day I think I start falling in love with what I, what I've painted, I think I my my evolution as an artist will stop there. Do you have any parameter for yourself for this evolution, or is just going with the flow? It's just going with the flow. I have no parameter. I keep experimenting with colors, uh, with styles. Uh, I think for for uh, the uninitiated, uh, the experimentation may not be very uh, apparent. But if you uh, ask me uh, uh, in any of the works, I've I've tried to do something new, something different, um, or expressed myself differently. Also, uh, for me, I don't uh, take a lot of effort. A, a lot of deliberate effort in what I do, it just happens on its on its own, and I I give in to what um you know uh, I it's a big word, but I give in to what my soul wants to do, uh, and and that's how I I let it happen. So if I ask you, what color would you give to the current situation we are in? Just a color. Which which color represents the current situation? Wow, uh, uh, I'm really thinking about it. I think it's a uh, a mixture of a few colors. You know, it would be a gradient of um, yellow for some. It may be a gradient of grays for. I really, I really, really feel a lot for those people who are alone today. Um, you know, uh, like we have our families to fall back on. Yes. Uh, but I, my heart really goes out to those people who are alone uh, in this situation. So for them, it will be a gradient of grey, uh, whose uh, uh, mental health has been affected because of this situation. Um, for some, as I said, it would be a gradient of yellow because I I think it's a great opportunity for me to spend a lot more time with my son. Uh, so yeah, uh, for some some it would be uh, uh, red. If I uh, because um, people have seen death, loss. Right. Uh, yeah, so. Um, Red also denotes passion. So, um, some people have had the opportunity of going back to something they had left for many years, like music, like dance, like painting, like writing. Um, so, people have had that opportunity of getting back to um, uh, that. So, I think it's difficult to sum it up in one color because a lot of people have experienced a lot of different emotions. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a mix of a lot of colors. Yeah, it will be a great color. great mixture of many things, yes. right? Yes. So, yes. What do you read, and how do you filter the information? So I only watch news for say fifteen minutes when I wake up in the morning. Uh, I read very very selective news. I don't get the newspaper, so I I consume my news uh, on the news portals. Uh, there also I uh, browse through news uh, just in the morning. Uh, I just look at uh, WhatsApp to stay connected with my people. I don't really read any of the nonsense that's shared there. So I'm very filtered and uh, 
um, that's how I keep myself sane and safe. And um, uh, in terms of uh, having information about the current situation about COVID, I think we should only access the uh, uh, WHO site or the Government of India site that is available for us to um, get legitimate information. Everything else is non nonsense, you know. So I mean, just just ignore that. I don't even. And how about your time on Instagram and Twitter? Is is there any particular time slot you give to these social media platforms, or it's just whenever you get the time? Whenever I I barely get the time because uh, in crisis situations, in fact, the communication teams are the most active because we make yes. sure that. Uh, all the right communication goes out. The people of the company uh, are informed. Uh, there are channels of engagement that we have created. We are, we are constantly in in with all of our employees because uh, they are working from home, and those channels need to be open. So, honestly speaking, at this point in time, I am excruciatingly busy. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't so busy when I was working from office. So it's been like it's been crazy the past three weeks. Things have now settled down for us a little bit because we have all the platforms and channels in place uh, for communication, and I think we are now a little bit settled in how what we want to do uh, at at the workplace. Um, so yeah, I barely get time to go on the online channels, but. Uh, uh, I I connect on Twitter and Instagram whenever I can. What message Geet will be giving to the readers as we read of unspoken words and half said truth? What will be her message? Wow, um, so it's it's a um, uh, fiction, uh, romance fiction. Uh, it's about uh, the story spans uh, a decade of uh, a girl's life. You know, right from uh, the age of seventeen to how she starts dreaming and then what happens and how important is relationship, love um, and uh, does she uh, make sacrifices for that love, doesn't she, should she, shouldn't she, you know that's, that's the dilemma that the book talks about is the journey of a girl to being a woman uh, and to become uh, confident and independent. Um, and that's that's the message it gives across. It is story of this girl, uh, and um, it is just a journey for the reader to go along uh, with it. Uh, whether somebody takes a message away from it or not is entirely up to the reader. But uh, yes, it is about a woman who uh, uh, who becomes about a girl who becomes a woman eventually. It's it's a coming of age uh, uh, book, if you may. Sushti, we can talk for hours as you bring many things on the table and we would definitely love to connect with you in the future also as your book comes in the market and when the readers respond to it and definitely we wish you a very good luck for this book launch. Any final message for working women? Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me for this podcast and uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you. Um... One of the message, important message that I would give a working woman is that you cannot please everybody. So uh, just take it easy, uh, relax, 
uh, do your thing, do things that make you happy as well. Uh, and and that's about it. That's that's the message. That don't try to please everybody. That's I think we we just uh, uh, try doing that, and then um, at the end of it, the only person who um, uh, I wouldn't use the word suffers, but the only person who takes the entire burden is yourself. And uh, of course, yes, share the load is what I would say. Right, on a lighter side, but you can be a father also, right? <laughs> as yeah, as yeah, you, you are playing both the roles, <laughs> so yes, so yes. that so that we we fathers can be little bit relieved. At sometimes, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Susti, for taking our time. Thank you. Nice talking yeah. to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Hello, working moms. Enjoy the evolution process and be assertive in your communication. Have a wonderful time and stay tuned to Executive Mom Stories. We would love to hear from you for any feedback or to be guest on our show. You can reach us at exemomstories at gmail dot com or on Executive Mom Stories Facebook page. <laughs>